Good evening. Welcome to another night of a time of refreshing coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, where Bishop Alfred Jackson is our pastor and teacher. Uh, we want to welcome all of you uh, on this uh, last night of our time of refreshing. And we pray that God has spoken to your heart in some way over the last eight days, um, giving honor to God first and to Bishop and Lady Jackson, the elders and ministers. Uh, we're just um, eagerly anticipating what God has, is going to say to us on tonight uh, as we continue in this time of refreshing and just encourage all of you to take heed to the word, uh, the word that has been spoken over the last several days. And we, uh, we just believe that God is going to do something mighty and powerful um, in all of our lives in this time. Uh, tonight, we want to go to uh, the book of Acts, Acts chapter 3. Uh, we'll start at verses 18 through 21. And it says, But the things which God announced beforehand by the mouth of all the, of the prophets, that his Christ should suffer, he is thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and return, that your sins may be wiped away, in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send Jesus the Christ appointed for you, whom heaven must receive until the period of restoration of all things, about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient time. And tonight, uh, for a word of encouragement, um, we just want to use re receiving a refreshing, the refreshing of Christ. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we bless you and thank you, God, for this night. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come before you. Now, Lord, we thank you for your word, your word that you send that does not return void, but it accomplishes every task for which is sent. So, Father, we thank you for your sent word on tonight. We thank you for it taking root <clears throat> into the hearts of your people uh, that as that seed has taken root that it brings forth a harvest in their lives. God, we bless you and we honor you for all that you've said, all that you've done, all that you're continuing to do. We thank you, Lord, for this time of refreshing. We thank you, Lord, that uh, throughout this year, we thank you for the opportunity to come alongside you in your work and what you are doing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, as we reflect on this word, this the backdrop of this story, um, this is after the day of Pentecost, and uh, Peter and John have gone into the temple, and they've healed uh, the lame man who was at, who was at the gate of the temple. Uh, and as he's done that, all of the people have seen it, and they, now they've, uh, they're in amazement at what has taken place because they're familiar with this man and his situation. So now it's an opportunity for Peter to deliver his second sermon. Uh, in the process of delivering his second sermon, he, his message, his message is a message of repentance. Um, that as the people repent and turn away from their sins, that God is going to bring a time of refreshing and that they'll be able to receive Christ. Uh, the message is a, is a important message. I believe it's one that we must heed to in this time. Um, 
our theme for this year has been shifting for maximum impact. And when we first heard this theme at the beginning of the year, uh, along with all the excitement, the anticipation of what God was going to do, um, there was just a sensing that this year was going to be like none other. You know, time and time again, we say that every year, that this year is going to be like none other. Uh, but saints, we truly know that this has been a year like none other. Uh, 2020 will go down in history. Uh, in my generation, the generation before me and the generation after me, that uh, this has been a year of trial. Uh, when you go back and you look at all the things that have happened uh, and you look at the dynamic of what has seemed normal for us, uh, everything, everything has changed. Uh, little did we know how significant this word would be in our lives uh, because all of us throughout the course of this year have gone through some shifting uh, most every dynamic and aspect of our lives has changed, um, you know, due to the pandemic. You know, we, we're, we go out in public, we have masks on, we're constantly sanitizing and washing. Uh, we don't do things the way we used to do them. There's a shifting that has taken place uh, in, in, in all of our lives. You look at the, the um cultural things that we're experiencing in this nation, the civil and political, uh, racial unrest. This has been a year like no other. And yet in the midst of this, we must always ask ourselves, where is God in all of this? First, we must understand that God is sovereign. Uh, nothing happens without God allowing it or performing it. So we've been put in a, situ in a position where the dynamic of every aspect of our lives have changed. Um, even the dynamic of church has changed. Um, and it's important that we don't see this as a hindrance, but tonight I want you to see it as an opportunity. We must understand that the priority of God is first to his body, the church. Uh, our focus must be thus minded, and we can't get caught up in the distractions that we see taking place in the world. Remember, God has strategically placed us in this world, in a world that is groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. So saints, tonight I believe there's a time of refreshing that is coming to, uh, coming to us. As we come alongside God and what he is doing now, it is important that we understand the potential that lies for, the, for, for those who are residing in Christ. I believe there are some key things that we have to understand, some key takeaways uh, as, we, as we begin to see God doing this move in our lives. So the first thing that, uh, the first thing I want you to understand is how important it is, how important it is that there be repentance that has taken place. You know, when we look back, when we look back at the scope of uh, what is going, going on, uh, this nation, we are in a time where we need Jesus in our lives. Uh, there is no other answer for what we are experiencing, for what we are facing. And that's what we have to be able to communicate. That's the message that Peter and John were communicating to the early church, that in order for us to, to see what God, in order for us to participate in what God is doing, there has to be a repentance, a turning away 
and a turning to God. As we begin to do this, do this. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 14 says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Saints of God, we are in a we are in a desperate need for healing to take place in our land. And we have to understand that where we are right now, this is an opportunity that has to be seized on our part. So there has to be a spirit of repentance, a spirit of intercession on behalf of those who are in our realm of influence. There has to there has to be on our part a turning to God. That says, that says, God, we recognize the fact that in your sovereignty, you are in control. There's nothing that has taken you by surprise. That in the midst of all this, we have to know that God has a plan. There, there is a plan that God ha- will accomplish. There is a will that he has to accomplish in the midst of what we are seeing and what we are facing in this day and age. So as we keep this in perspective, as we understand that it's not for me to be distracted by the things that I see and that I hear, the things that I feel, it's not for me to distract it, but I have to trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not to my own understanding. The word says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So so now I, I understand I'm positioning myself and in a place of repentance. So in doing that, now I found myself, I found myself open to what God wants to say, open to what God wants to do, open to how God wants to move, because no doubt we have been put in, we have been put in situations, we have been given opportunities where we have a chance to share that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. So when we understand that, we understand that in every every opportunity we have, every opportunity we have to let our light shine before men, it gives way for God to come in and to do the work that he wants to do. You know, so so we have to have that spirit of repentance. And then we have to have a focus, a focus that says, I'm not going to be deterred by what I see, what I hear. I'm not going to be deterred by everything that is going on. And I have to understand that there are those things that I'm used to doing, that I'm used to experiencing, that I'm used to understanding, now may be a little bit different. Just look at the dynamic of of church now. Uh, uh, Many churches are still worshiping, uh, worshiping outside. Those that are worshiping inside are worshiping at a social distance. You know, we can't go into church and embrace one another, hug one another, uh, just because of everything that's going on. So uh, there, there is a relational shift that has taken place. The dynamic of our relationships has changed to the point, even, even, uh, you know, uh, our interactions with people, uh, everything 
It, there, there's not a lot of one-on-one -on -one physical interaction with people, but everything is done by Zoom meetings now and 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 over social media. So these these are are critical changes that have taken place, critical shifts that have taken place. So in order for us to be effective, we have to be able to adapt. We have to be able to adapt to to these to these new ways of of communication these new ways of interaction um you know there is a generation that has the potential to grow up there this this generation already that is coming up the younger generation it it is a social media generation they're a um device generation uh they don't open books anymore everything is on a tablet so in order for us to be relevant and to be effective, we have to understand this and there has to be, uh, we have to adapt to this. Uh, so the whole dynamic of a lot of, a lot of things for us has changed. You know, you talk about, you know, they talk about a, a coin shortage, you know, so much of what we have grown accustomed to now is different. So in the midst of that, we have to say, okay, God, what exactly are you doing? Uh, how is it that I can come alongside you in your work so, I, so that I'm, I am focused on you? I'm focused on your word. I'm focused on Jesus and all these other things. I've adapted to them, but they're not distractions to me uh, because I understand. I understand that that as repentance comes and because he has sent Jesus, then there is an opportunity for life, for abundant life. And I have to understand that what God has for us is greater than anything else. So anything that we can imagine, anything that we can foresee. So under understand that, understanding that. So now my focus has shifted. My focus has shifted to, to God. And this is where the maximum impact comes in, because now it's him leading me and not me leading myself. So as as I, as I understand that, and you relate that to every opportunity that you have, every situation, every circumstance that you face in your life, when you take that situation, you take that circumstance, and you put it you put it before God. You cast your care on Him, and you say, God, my focus is not on what I'm seeing, what I'm experiencing. My focus is on You and on what You have said in Your Word. These have been some challenging times for, for me. These have been some challenging times for us. In the midst of these challenges, we can't lose our focus. We can't lose our focus when it comes to what God is doing and what God wants to do in our lives. Brothers and sisters, we have to believe that in the midst of everything that we're experiencing, what God has for us is far, far, far greater than anything that we have seen, anything that we can imagine. Uh, so we're coming out of this, and we're coming out of this on top. We're coming out this greater. We're going to be greater ministers. We're going to be greater witnesses. We're going to be more effective, and we're going to see God. We're going to see God bring about a change, bring about a change in our world, in our nation, in our, in our environment, in our culture. God is the one. Who is who is orchestrating everything that we are that we are experiencing? So when we understand that, there should be a peace that comes over us, 
a calm that comes over us that says, you know, I understand that God has us. God has us under control. And then what we have to understand is we have to believe that restoration is coming. When you look at the book of Joel in chapter two, Joel says, be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed." Brothers and sisters, you have to understand that God's God's plan is for us to to see restoration. As we experience this time of refreshing, as we experience this time of refreshing, I fully believe that there's a restoration that's going to take place in the body of Christ. There are some things that have been stolen from you. There are some things that have been stolen from the body that in the midst of this, as we turn back to God, as we turn back to God with repentant hearts, as we put our focus on him, not on not on what we see, not on our senses, not on what we feel, but as we turn repent, as we put our focus on him, God is going to bring about a restoration. He is going to bring about a restoration that is going to change our minds. It's going to change our minds. It's going to change our lives and it's going to change this world. It's what the world has been waiting on, uh, the earnest manifestation of the sons of God. Brothers and sisters, I fully believe that as we begin to do this, then God will bring about restoration in our homes, in our families, on our jobs, in our neighborhoods, and in this country. This year has been a year unlike any other. It has been a year unlike any other. It will go down in the history books as a year that was one of the most challenging years that we have faced. In the midst of a pandemic, we have changed how we travel. We've changed how we move. We've changed where we, we've changed how we interact with people. Um, and in the midst of all of this, as a people, we have experienced hurt and anger throughout this year. But God is not surprised. God has allowed it to be so, to give the body of Christ an opportunity. About the body of Christ, an opportunity to experience refreshing. That as we repent and we really, really put our focus on God, he's going to bring about a restoration in our lives. There's going to be a refreshing that is going to come. That as we do this, Jesus is going to be magnified. 
Jesus is going to be exalted and Jesus is going to be glorified. Because at the end of the day, it's not about you or me or what we do. It's about what God wants to accomplish in and through us. We are, we are his agents of change in this world. How we respond, how we respond is key to how much Jesus people in this world see. So maintaining a heart of repentance, a focus on God, and a trust in knowing that God is going to bring about restoration because he said it in his word. He said it in his word. The people marveled at the lame man who had been healed. All the years they passed him by, they saw him laying there, unable to walk or move. And now this man is up and he is walking. And when they confronted Peter and John about it, Peter and John let them know that it was this man, Jesus, the reason that this man is able to walk. Some people, some people need to see this man, Jesus, in you. People that you interact with, you may be the only introduction they have to who Jesus is. They crucified Jesus because they didn't understand him, because they didn't believe him, because they didn't know him. Don't let someone else in your life continue to crucify Christ because the Jesus that they see is not the Jesus that was on the cross. The Jesus that they see in you is not the Jesus that God has introduced to the world. This is our opportunity. This is our opportunity to bring about a change in this world, a change in this nation. And I firmly believe that as we grab hold of this opportunity, we're going to see God do some mighty and marvelous things. I firmly believe that as we seize this opportunity, we are going to see God do wonders before us. There's a gift that we have. There's a gift that we have for the world. That gift is Jesus Christ. So tonight, if you're watching this video and you don't know this Jesus, Jesus came that we might have lived life and live it more abundantly. He came 
that we would not perish, but we would have everlasting life, that we would spend eternity with God. Tonight, if you don't know Jesus, this is your opportunity. This is your opportunity to embrace who Jesus is, to accept him into your life, into your heart. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, Jesus can help you through it. Jesus can put you in a place. He can put you in a place where it doesn't seem as bad as it is because you have a hope and you have a promise that there's a greater life ahead of you. So if you don't know Jesus, I want you to pray this simple prayer with me tonight. Father, I realize that I'm a sinner. I realize that I cannot save myself. And Lord, tonight I realize that Jesus Christ came to this world to die for my sins. He came that I might live eternally with you. So tonight, God, I ask Jesus to come into my life, to come into my heart, to be my Savior, and to be my Lord. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, now sits at the Father's right hand, and I have eternal life in him. Amen. I want to thank you for joining us on tonight. Uh, thank you for joining us over the last eight days for this time of refreshing. And I want to encourage all of you that as we continue, as we continue to go through our lives on a day-to-day -day basis, that we remember to put our focus on Christ. Every day you rise is an opportunity. Is an opportunity for you to show, to share the love of Christ. And if you do that, watch God begin to cause things to happen. In this shifting, in this shifting, there is a refreshing restoration that is going to take place. If we just hold on to it and trust God and be patient. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God bless you and have a good night. The words for each minister has been very rich in hearing the Lord and sharing the word of the Lord. And we thank God for what he's doing. Amen. God's word does not return to him void. does not return to him empty. It accomplishes all that he desires. And he prospers his word in the things that he sent his word to. So the word that you've heard going forth in this time of refreshing is going to accomplish what God desires. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Again, if you've made a commitment to Jesus Christ, Write to us and let us know. 
As Elder Brown said in that message, you don't have to go through any hoops. If you're in your living room, if you're riding your car, if you're listening, you listen to, to one of these messages and you're in the park or you're at Walmart and you stop and gave your life to Jesus, you got saved right there. Hallelujah. Now it's time to grow in the kingdom. Yes. So you need to be connected to a Bible-believing church. Amen. You need some people that will walk with you, yeah. that will help you grow in your relationship yeah. with the Lord. Remember, it is not so much about the church as it is about the kingdom, yes, the rule of God in your heart. So you need to understand the kingdom. You need to grow in the kingdom. You need to allow Jesus to rule in every aspect of your life. And then you will see the joy of the Lord becoming the strength. Then you will see the peace of God that surpasses understanding, keeping your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So write to us and let us know so we can we can help you on our on the screen. You should see the directions to our website, or if you're already on our website, you see the directions that you can write to us and let us know the commitment or the decision that you made to follow Christ. So I'm gonna rededicate your life to Christ so we can pray with you we can help you in the process. Thank you so much. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time of refreshing. Thank you, God, for you've refreshed our souls this day. God, we thank you for every preacher of the gospel that stood and proclaimed your word. We thank you for your word that has touched every heart, every life that's listened to either any one of these messages. We thank you. We commit our way to you that you might bring it to us. Bless us, keep us, order our steps daily in your word that you'll be glorified in us and that you will use us wherever we go to proclaim the gospel of your kingdom. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Thank you, thank you Father. Amen. Amen.